grab a cocktail with us and welcome to the hot mess that is my life as a single makeup artist living in a college town in Florida. This is Kara's Lipstick Diary. All right, you guys, we are back for the second half of the episode about pelvic health with Rachel, who is here telling us all sorts of important things that we need to know about. Are you enjoying your cocktail? Have you hit that subscribe button? You know you want to. Hit the subscribe button and sit back with your cocktail and watch the second half of this episode. Question for you. Obviously, we know that pregnancy affects things. What are some of the things, like, y'all, we all know I ain't having any babies. Like, that ain't that ain't one of my issues. But many of you who watch, that's an issue for you. Y'all have kids. Y'all have been pregnant, sometimes multiple times. Some of you gave vaginal birth. Some of you had, you know, they cut you open and you had a C-section. Um, what are some of the things that women, first off, vaginally yeah. can experience differently? Yeah. So with like a vaginal birth, you're obviously going to get a lot of stretching in yeah. the vaginal canal and at the entrance, which our bodies are amazing yeah. and they can do that. Right. And, and then, then they, they kind of go back. Go back right. Yeah. <laughs> but some, which people- by the way, guys get over this whole thing of like your dick is stretching out our vaginas. It's not, <laughs> we can birth no. a human head and it goes back. Yeah. Get the fuck over your dick. It ain't that great. <laughs> It's not sorry. as big as a little baby. PSA there. Like, <laughs> sorry, I had to interrupt you. Yeah, no. All right, continue. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's amazing. It stretches like an amazing amount, right. right? And then is able to go back. But sometimes, especially with certain deliveries that are quicker, um, yeah. or if somebody has that higher level of tone, then we can get some tearing. That's what I was going to I know right? I've mm-hmm. had friends who have had tearage, and I'm like, oh, well, yeah. that sounds terrifying. Yes. And there are are some ways you can kind of reduce that risk, right? With different birthing positions, with doing pelvic health therapy beforehand, doing some stretching work, things like that can be helpful to kind of avoid avoid that. But then if people have that, you can also see a therapist afterwards to like work on the scar tissue and work on the sensitivity. Well, and you said the angle of the birth. Now it has always confused me. I'm not a doctor again, never had a kid. Don't plan to have one. It confuses me though, that in our society, we make women lay down on a bed <laughs> to push a baby out. Yeah. I'm feeling like gravity would be very helpful in this moment. Right. And gravity is not helping us when we're laying down in a bed. Yeah. So if someone is pregnant and they're thinking about their birthing moment. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What do you call it? Your birth, whatever. Clearly, I have never had to deal with this. Um, what are... Are there options for women to not give birth in the least... I mean, because to me, that seems like the least... <laughs> ideal method to give birth. Am I wrong? I mean, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So it definitely is going to obviously depend on the person and whatever is comfortable for them. Right. Like do what you got to do when you're having a baby. As you you birth it, it. like you're all out there, do what's best for you, but yeah, do what you need to do. But you're right. Generally laying on your back with your legs open like that, which is the position we always give birth in. Um, you're kind of closing off the canal a little bit. I was like, even like none of that seems like the best method. Yeah. And you are not putting yourself in the best position to push and you're kind of losing some um, mobility in your sacrum, like things that all would be good to have a baby, right? <laughs> Makes it tricky also when, you know, you have an epidural, if somebody yeah. has an epidural, then it's like, you feel like you're stuck there, yeah. right? You can't go anywhere. Um, so that's one thing I often go over with all of my pregnant patients would be like different birthing positions, different options, even if you do end up like getting an epidural and you're sort of stuck on your back because nobody's willing to move you, yeah. which nurses should also help you move into different positions. <laughs> but um, there are different things you can do, like putting a pool noodle under your sacrum that can help to like open that up a little bit more. 
um, and different ways you can use like balls, birthing yeah. balls and things like that to, um, get it to be kind of a better process. But if you are able to stand up, you know, squat, um, go into these different positions, then that can be really helpful. Well, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things I know there are these stories of like young women who don't know they're pregnant. They go to the bathroom and the baby comes out. <laughs> yeah. Again, that's a sitting down position where gravity is affecting it. And it makes sense. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. the baby popped out like shit. Yeah. While we have these women laying down with their legs out. And I'm like, uh, how long were you in labor? 45 hours. Holy fuck. Oh um, you know, so I've, that's always been one of those things that has confused me because yeah. I'm a very, like my brain thinks in a sort of different way. And I'm like, this makes zero logic to me. Why would we do this to women? Yeah. And I know that they had, there's the water births and all these different mm -hmm. things, which just seem like they would be much gentler on one's body yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, so lots of things can happen during pregnancy. I know yes. another big thing that can really affect people's pelvic floors are things like hysterectomies. Yes. Um, and I know, you know, it took me four doctors to find someone to give me an IUD. Mm. Okay. So like I was like at the point where I was like, tie my tubes, fucking burn them, do whatever the hell you need to do. I don't want to get pregnant. Um, and my doctor, finally I found one who would actually listen to me and was like, yes, we don't have to ask your husband for this that I don't have. Fuck you doctors who said that to me. <laughs> um, but he, you know, he and I had a conversation and he was like, you know, basically your medical reasons you need an IUD or we jumped to hysterectomy. And I was like, mm okay, I have heard some shit about hysterectomies and like one, I don't need my bladder falling out. Mm -hmm. I don't need to lose my sex drive. I need to still have a pelvic floor. Like fuck <laughs> everything I've heard about hysterectomies and pelvic floor type shit is not good. Um, what, what does a hysterectomy do to impact the pelvic floor? And again, what the fuck can we do to help that situation? Cause you do sometimes have to have a hysterectomy. It's not an option. Yeah. Yes. And I have had quite a few patients, um, for endometriosis specifically. Yes. And while I like as a pelvic health physical therapist can't fix endometriosis, right. I can kind of help with some of the symptoms yes. that happen with that. Some of the pelvic pain, some of the pain with sex, right. Yeah. A lot of times we have that, like people develop kind of a tighter pelvic floor from kind of the pain and the yeah. upregulated nervous system. So, but sometimes, yeah, a hysterectomy is necessary. And I've had many patients where a hysterectomy has just like saved them. Right? Wow. Um, where like endometriosis, really severe endometriosis, take the uterus out and they are like back to living a normal life. Oh. So in some cases it is like the ideal treatment for some Interesting. people. Right. Other times it can be helpful, but it may lead to other issues. Yeah. Sometimes people just develop like scar tissue from the yeah. surgery that we have to kind of work through. Um, and then just any surgery in general is trauma to your body. Correct. So you're going to have some issues from that oftentimes. So we'll, we'll sometimes have to work through again, some of that like, yeah. upregulated nervous system. Um, pelvic floor is very tied into the nervous system. So if your nervous system is upregulated and unhappy, your pelvic floor is usually upregulated and unhappy, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so after a surgery, we would deal with that, but also a lot of like bowel and bladder issues because yeah. anesthesia just like messes up <laughs> your intestines, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the main thing, like, as I, I mean, I've heard of multiple times with women, like literally like their bladder, like nothing's holding their mm. bladder then. And then like all, all sorts of, and I know nothing about anatomy y'all. Like this is not my forte, not a doctor for a reason. I mean, when I had to dissect a frog in biology class in ninth grade, I was like, Oh, peace the fuck out. Like, this is not my area of expertise at all. But like, I hear these stories and I'm like, Oh my God, wait, what is going to happen? Like, I don't ever want a hysterectomy, but I also have never been diagnosed with endometriosis, but I'm pretty damn sure I have it because, Oh, all those symptoms 
Yeah. So, um, and it takes so, people and, an average of seven to 10 years to get a to diagnosis. Get diagnosis. And I've never even like really talked to my doctors about it, but I'm assuming with my symptoms that I probably have it. Yeah. Um, so when you're saying it can help with some of that, I'm like, <laughs> that, that sounds actually intriguing. Maybe that's not so scary after this IUD has lived its life. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I want to, you know, making sure we have healthy pelvic health yeah. is so freaking important. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think, I think I need to call this woman right here and make an appointment soon because, <laughs> like, we need a healthy pelvic floor. Um, but anyways, back on topic. So, you know, my audience... We like all the health stuff. We like all of that. But sex is really like one of the main things that people watch the show to talk about. Um, So, you know, we talked a little bit about it, but what are, you know, things that women should be one aware can be fixed? Yeah. um, And two, what do they do? What type of specialists do that? What what the fuck do they do? Like, what do we do? Because no one tells us this shit. Yeah. So you're saying specifically like with pain with sex? Yes. Like different. And like what is considered normal and what is not considered normal yeah because like we don't know that no one tells us this shit yeah so no amount of long-term pain should be normal like sometimes on the first time you know you may get some discomfort but in general that should go away like pretty quickly yeah right and it should be enjoyable it should be fun right um it shouldn't be any sort of painful at all like any sharp pain any deep pain some people come in and they're like well i don't really have pain but i have pain when it's really deep right or well that's have, that's, that's a regular pain. thing yeah. <laughs> yeah and i know that's a very i mean god knows i've had that yeah you're yeah. like oh hey that hit in a spot i wasn't expecting um, yeah <laughs> or like i only have pain in certain positions yeah right and that's still pain with sex and that's still something that we can address because there might be some issues like when you're in certain positions right yeah um, there might be some issues with the pelvic floor or sometimes with deep sex uh it might be like a cervical issue like yeah. the cervix might be tender and that's something that we can kind of work on, work on. um so with that, another thing that I tell people is, of course, you know, make sure you have plenty of lubrication. Yeah. Right. Make sure there's plenty of foreplay. <laughs> well, and like, okay, guys, lubrication, super fucking important. <laughs> um, we naturally have a lubrication. P.S. When we squirt, that washes a lot of that away because that's like water. So like then lube, lube is needed. Like, it, we don't want it to, like, that really fucking hurts if we're not lubricated. Yeah. Like, really fucking hurts. And not all of us produce lubrication due to yeah. hormonal issues, due to this, that, and the other. And it doesn't mean we're not aroused, but using a lube can be super important. Yes, very, very important. So that's, like, a big thing. People are like, I'm having pain. Like, are you losing? Are you using lubrication? Right. And they're like, oh. Well, why would I use that? Yeah, no, I understand. I mean, because yeah. it's not one of those things I think about either. Like... Do I think about using lube all the time? No, like I'm in the heat of the moment. Then I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> Should have thought about that. That was uncomfortable. Um, yeah. You know, like I was recently with a guy and like he was so excited because he had figured out how to make me squirt. It was like a new toy. He was like super excited. <laughs> but the thing is, is that lubrication literally washes away a lot of the other lubrication. Yeah, like apply, reapply. <laughs> yeah. Use it, and he yeah. even literally said, oh, you're not lubricated anymore. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> Let's fix this situation. <laughs> Damn, it hurt. <laughs> uh, but like that's, you know, those are things that we also don't, we do not talk about yeah. lubrication mm-hmm. and how important that is. And yeah. what is, you know, again, like not all of us produce it. It doesn't stay for, you know, you're on round three. It, it, we, we dry. 
Mm-hmm. You're going to need to help us out a little bit. <laughs> um, so yeah. those, those are like really key things. I yeah. think that, you know, will help women with all of that. Another mm-hmm. thing I found one time, Oh, poor guy, poor dude. He had a very small penis. But he was very aggressive with his small dick and he kept popping my pelvic bone out of place. <laughs> yeah. Literally, he kept popping my, because it only hit to like, like he would hit here and I like literally he kept pop, And I'd be like, fuck. Let me tell you how much fun it was going to the chiropractor and being like, I'm going to need you to put my <laughs> pubic bone back in place. Like, don't no, ask me how don't this Don't ask happened. any questions, but this shit's all out of place. They were like, what the fuck, Kara? And I'm like, ask him. Um, it's impressive. It's impressive. Like that's how it. It was fucked up, y'all. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's all sorts of weird things that can happen. And yeah. making sure we we maintain that pelvic health is so important. What yeah. are things that women, are there things that women can be doing at home to just be aware of to help them? Yeah. Um, so, first of all, just, like, building an awareness with your pelvic floor. Yeah. Right? It's first thing. Again, people just have no idea, like how to contract it, how to relax it. So first of all, just like getting familiar yeah. with your pelvic okay, floor. Okay, so what does, what does that mean? How does one do that? For some people, it means like, look at your vulva in a mirror. Oh, wait, wait, we are allowed <laughs> to look at it? Yeah, right. Hold up, hold up, yeah. what? I know, A shocking. And you would be surprised at how many patients that that's Never. like, never have looked at it the number one homework that i give them is like just go look at it because you're so disconnected from this that you just need to create some sort of connection and they're just like that makes me very uncomfortable or like you know when i talk to a woman and i say try the flex instead of a tampon and they're like but i have to put my fingers inside myself yeah people are like oh no (laughs) what like you let men stick their fingers in there you you let them stick their dick in there but you're not gonna put your own fingers inside you put your finger in your mouth in your (laughs) ear as a child, you probably put it in your nose, <laughs> but I'm sorry. Yeah, but that's off limits. Yeah, yeah. we don't yeah. we don't look at it. We don't touch it. Yes. So even just like building that awareness, yes. first of all, just like okay, this is a part of my body that I have control over. Yeah. I should know my own anatomy. I should also know what feels good to me, right? Like I should female pleasure. <laughs> figure it out. I should be aware of like what is painful, what feels nice. Like yeah. how can I communicate this to a partner? Yeah, if that's you know my goal. Um, so building like those communication skills is yeah. also another big thing that we work on. A lot of this isn't like what you think well, of as physical therapy. No, but it's, it's very important. And I don't think many women even know how to feel good Yeah, and what is supposed to feel good and how to make that happen. And I think these are all things that we as women need to figure out for ourselves um, and then be able to translate that to our, to our partners. Yeah. Um, because yeah. I don't think, and you know, here I am, this person who comes on and, and talks about these different things. And it wasn't until recently that I knew how to tell a guy how to make me squirt. Like now I can tell any dude, like, this is what you got to do. But I didn't even know that that was an option. Yeah. Um, and I think most of us as women don't know that we don't know what pain, which there shouldn't be, mm-hmm. um, is normal. What isn't normal, how to fix it, what to do, what's a Kegel, what's tight, what's loose. What the hell are these damn balls we're sticking inside of ourselves? Like, what are we supposed to do? No one tells us. Yeah. Um, you know, it is completely not talked about in sex ed. Like totally. this is just completely like washed over. Um, you know, so this conversation I think is so important and it, we do have to wrap it up. But this is one of those things that I, I feel is such an important ongoing conversation so that yeah. women have an understanding of their anatomy, of their bodies, of, you know, what is normal feeling, what is not normal. Is it normal to stand up and pee? 
not so much. We should no. probably probably talk it to someone not. about this. Is it normal to have pain during sex? No. We should talk to someone about this. Um, so if you are having any of these issues, make sure you look into your community. Um, you're a physical therapist. Yeah. Um, that's probably the main place you want to go look is for a physical therapist that specializes in pelvic health. Um, you work at a place called Gainesville Wellness and Professionals here in town. Yeah, GW. Gainesville Wellness and Performance. Yep. Yeah. Oh, poor, sorry. God, I don't know where professionals came from. <laughs> Damn. Well, we are professionals. Oh, well, you are. You're very professional. Um, I totally knew that too. The brain. <laughs> I've had a cocktail. It's all good. It's like 1030 in the morning. Totally normal. Uh, but look into your area, wherever you live. They are a fantastic resource here in Gainesville, Florida. Um, I love you guys. You do amazing work. Thank you again so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate having you here today. You're so welcome. This was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. All right, you guys. Thank you guys so much for watching this episode. Remember to hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss out on a single episode. And also think about it. Do you have a special event or something coming up and you want to look fabulous? I travel all over the world to make sure that my clients look beautiful with professional makeup. So contact me. I've done weddings for some of my fans and I would love to work with more of you. Anyways, hit that subscribe button and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye.